This is True Parenting Audio, episode 52. Hey everybody, I'm Andy Smithson, and this is True Parenting Audio, the podcast where parents will find inspiration and practical parenting tips that not only change kids' behavior, but build powerful cycles of continuous growth in your family through the principles of teaching, relationship, and upgrading yourself. Thanks for joining us in this journey to be a true parent. Today we're going to answer the question, why won't my child listen? I'm going to give five reasons and solutions to this issue. I'm going to start off the podcast today with a quote. This quote comes from Robert Fulgham. And Robert said, don't worry that your children never listen to you. Worry that they're always watching you. So the complaint that children never listen is a common complaint among parents. As a counselor, I Every time I have a child walk into my office and and start to meet with them for counseling, um, and when I meet with the parents, a lot of times that's one of the very first questions that comes up is, how do I get my kids to listen? So first off, just let me share a few thoughts with you about my own kids in this regard and let you know that you're not alone. I also have thought about this from time to time that... It's hard to, sometimes we feel like we're not being listened to by our children when maybe the the issue is that there isn't immediate compliance with what we're talking about, but listening can also be an issue. And so just a few examples from my own experience with my kids is um, my oldest son, Kyler, he has since he was very, very young, since he was probably two years old, continually sits on the table, sits on our our kitchen table as well as our counter in our kitchen. And although he's been told time and time again not to sit on the table, he still perches his little behind on the edge of the counter from time to time. It seems like whenever I go in to uh, ask my kids to do something while they're playing Legos or they're doing something else to get their PJs on or get ready for bed or something like that, oftentimes I, I get no response whatsoever. It's as if I never even said anything. And there are moments when I hear the ever-increasing whine of siblings as they tease each other and my command to stop teasing goes completely ignored as well. My guess is that most parents have experienced similar situations to these. I think it's important for us as parents to recognize that the petition to be heard or listened to by our children actually expresses a very important human need or desire, and each of us want to be heard. The funny thing is that just as parents make this complaint that they never listen, kids also, as they grow up, we tend to hear them say the very same thing about parents. They ask, why don't my parents listen? 
And this query is not really a fair question for parents or children to ask because when we ask, why don't they listen? We're not simply concerned about if they listen or hear our words. Instead, we're more concerned with their response to our requests. We're really asking, why don't they stop what they're doing, attend perfectly to what I'm saying, and then do it quickly and consistently? Well, the simple answer is because they're a kid. But with that said, it's a fair question and it's worth answering. Oftentimes when we ask this question, Really what we're doing is not asking and seeking a a real answer about why they don't listen, but rather it's an accusatory remark that they're not doing what we're saying. We're not asking, why are you not listening? We're telling them, you never listen. Instead today, I want to honestly ask and answer this question of why kids don't listen. When we actually ask this question honestly, the question starts to change and take on a more helpful and productive perspective. We shift from an accusatory question of why don't the kids listen to how can I engage and enlist the cooperation of my children. Taking this kind of inquisitive approach and perspective of honestly not knowing and wanting to know more about what keeps our children from listening and complying is a helpful step in in understanding and empathizing with their point of view so we can come up with better solutions with them and encourage their active listening, mutual respect, and cooperation. We can start by asking the question, what reasons keep my child from listening and from cooperating? Our follow-up question then becomes, how can I engage and enlist the cooperation of my children? So I'd like to share with you just five reasons that sometimes keep our kids from listening and five effective ways to approach those reasons. So these solutions help us to work with our children towards listening instead of against them. So let's go ahead and jump into these five reasons. Number one, is they can't hear your words over your emotions. When we let irritation and anger get the best of us and drive us to yell or use words or tone of voice that's aggressive, we shut down the parts of our children's brains that help them to listen, learn, and cooperate with us. And so a solution might be to learn and practice calming yourself and managing your emotions and responses before we expect them to respond in in that sort of way. So identify personal coping and calming skills that help you to manage your emotions and responses. Designate a time of, of day, every day, to ponder and practice these skills so that you can use them when you need them most. You can find some practical sorts of techniques for helping you to calm yourself and to relax and better control and manage your emotions and responses, check out the Quick Calm Toolkit or the True Calm Relaxation and Meditation series that give you specific tools that you can use on a daily basis to help yourself to be more empathetic and manage your emotions more effectively with your kids. So number two is they know you'll remind them when it's actually important. 
Most people call this nagging. Even though no one likes to be nagged, when we're told multiple times to do something, we start to learn that the first request is not really that important. And unconsciously, we make those requests low on the priority list because we know that we can ignore it now without any real consequences until it becomes more important. So a solution is to only tell them once. So in order to do this, we have to set so in order to do this, we have to set appropriate limits and boundaries and express to them the natural consequences ahead of time, the first time. So don't nag, but write it down or draw it out or put it in a place where they can see it on a regular basis. Say something like, you're free to go outside as soon as the toys in your room are cleaned up. The third reason that sometimes our kids don't listen are that they're preoccupied and busy with something else. I know one of the most difficult times to get my kids to listen is when they're building Lego creations or when they're involved in something else. And the thing that helps me empathize with my kids on this one is that I experience the same thing regularly. When I write, I can become pretty absorbed in the process. If someone asks me to do something else while I'm in the middle of a thought, chances are I'll put it off. Chances are it, it will not happen right away. There's even a good chance that I may not verbally or non-verbally even respond to that. And this isn't because I don't care or even that I don't intend on fulfilling that request, but I've already set my intention and priorities on my present task. Simply shifting gears before having some completion or closure is difficult for me, and I know that it is for my kids as well. And I know that my sons feel the same way about their Legos or the game that they're dealing with or maybe a specific task that they're already working on. And when my boys are engrossed in play and don't hear my re request, it's not because they're ignoring me. It's because they're engaged in something else. So a solution to this is always move toward, give a gentle touch, and make sure that we make eye contact. And when we do this, we need to speak in kind, calm tones and respect their current engagement. Oftentimes it's hard for us because we want to be able to just tell our kids what to do, and just watch them magically fall in line. But that's not generally how things work. And so in order to get the attention that is required in order for them to fulfill that task or even to know what it is they need to do, the, these simple things of moving towards, giving a touch, making eye contact, and speaking respectfully towards them is is a way to make sure that we have their attention and if your request is is not urgent it's important to respect the the priority of their current activity or task you could say something like finish up what you're doing in the next five minutes and then please take the garbage out another option could be to give them a choice like would you like to take the garbage out now or in five minutes after you're done coloring your picture. And I think most of us know what their choice would be in regards to that. But if we prep ourselves and, and just realize that we have to be okay with either of their choices, 
then those choices can become a very effective way to get them to listen and then to do those things that we've asked them to do and to respect their activities as well. So the fourth reason is they need more control. People don't like to be controlled. Kids will go to great lengths to assert their independence from their parents. People in general will do the same, and sometimes people will even do absurd things at times in the name of nonconformity, simply to say, you can't tell me what to do. So a solution here is to increase your influence through kindness and giving them as much control as they can handle. So give them choices and problem solve with them. With young kids, it can be helpful to give them small choices and limit the choices to two options. You could ask them if they want to pick out their pajamas or if they want you to pick out their pajamas at bedtime, rather than simply saying, go get ready for bed. Find ways to join with your child in solving problems. Work together to find solutions and let them offer suggestions to and create plans with you to resolve conflicts. I find that a weekly family night is an awesome opportunity to address specific issues that come up during the week, um, as well as just finding fun times during play or just when you're sitting down with your children in a, in a happy, um, productive sort of setting and, and talk with them about ways that you can help them to fulfill those tasks that they need to do and what you can do to help them as well and get their feedback on that. So lastly, the fifth thing, the fifth reason is that they're overwhelmed. And sometimes we use too many words or give too many directions back to back. If someone attempted to give you directions to a place you've never been in a totally unfamiliar foreign language, you might simply tune them out and seek your own solution. Similarly, kids need us to speak their language and to speak them in digestible sorts of pieces. So a solution is to give them smaller, bite-sized pieces. When giving instructions or a list of things to do, break it down into smaller, bite-sized pieces. Don't overload them. Even the adult brain is only able to process and remember about three to seven things at a time. And so I often laugh when I set off to the grocery store and my wife turns to me and says, make sure you get milk and eggs and cereal and lunch meat and lettuce and, 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 and. It's by about the third item, then I usually turn to her and say, let's make a list. Lists can be useful and also can help our kids to break down larger tasks into smaller parts. So when we really stop and think about this question honestly, our kids really do have some legitimate reasons why they don't listen to us sometimes. They're often the same reasons that we sometimes don't listen, hear, or do what other people ask of us. And when we understand the reasons, we can bridge the gap and increase respectful listening and cooperation between us and our children. And what are some of the reasons that your child doesn't listen? Are there reasons on this list? Do they have any other reasons? How can you find solutions to help meet their needs 
and create a win-win solution for you and your child. In closing, I just want to review with you the five reasons we talked about today and some of the solutions. So number one was they can't hear the words over your emotions. So learn to empathize and speak calmly and manage your emotions and responses. Number two, they know you'll remind them when it's actually important. And the solution, just tell them once. Create systems or solutions so that you only have to tell them once and the nagging goes out the window. Number three, they're preoccupied and busy with something else. So the solution may be to move toward, touch, make eye contact, and speak kindly and respectfully. Make sure that you get their attention and engage them that first time. Number four is they need more control. The solution being increase your influence through kindness and giving them as much control as you can with choices or other things in that regard. Number five, they're overwhelmed. The solution being give them smaller bite-sized pieces. So I hope that this list has been insightful to you, and I hope that the solutions are helpful to get better listening between you and your child. And ultimately, one of the best things to remember is that when we listen to them, they're more likely to listen to us. And so it's important for us to evaluate ourselves in whether or not we stop and listen to our children when they talk to us, when they ask us questions, when they request things of us. And so when we do that, just like with the the quote at the beginning of the podcast today, sometimes it's not as big of an issue that they didn't listen to us, but that they're watching everything that we do. And so to make sure that our our actions are in line with the things that we intend to teach them, that we're building that relationship every day, and that we're maintaining our own integrity and upgrading ourselves every day as well as an example for them to follow each day and to, to listen actively and respectfully. Again, I hope this has been helpful, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It'd be great to hear from any of you. If you'd like to come over to trueparenting.net and to Why Won't My Child Listen? Five Reasons and Solutions. And let us know about some of the reasons why your child might not listen and some of the solutions that you've come up with today that will help you to get better listening from them and have a better listening relationship. Thanks again for listening, everybody, and have a great day. Thank you.